Welcome to Kingdom Women on Fire. I am Shayola Little, mother, servant, CEO, and podcast host. I have mastered defeating the enemy, breaking generational curses and sickness of infirmities by the spirit of Jesus Christ, who is the greatest teacher and stronghold over my life. I will be discussing how to overcome life obstacles, growing in divine revelation, and so much more. I will not be putting limits on God and how he chooses to speak through me. I have cultivated a lifestyle of consecration to where I am no longer being bowed by the sins of this world. You will be able to surrender and be the light before men so that our Father in heaven will be glorified. Welcome back to this next episode. Now, in this episode, I just want to give you all something to think about here concerning prayer. Because my whole life, I have been taught wrongly about prayer. You know, my thoughts about prayer just was not, mm, it didn't line up with the will and word of God. And so here, I have some notes here that I have written down that I would love to share with you concerning prayer. And so just be open to what I'm about to say here, just to give us some clarity and insights here concerning our prayer life. And so I wanted to be a little fancy, right? And so I wanted to add into um, my context here. And so I went to Google and I had to do a search for the word prayer. And so I come up with the Hebrew um, word for prayer. And it is pronounced tefillah. Tefillah is prayer in Hebrew. And so I thought that was just kind of (laughs) cool. Now, I'm going to be honest. My entire perception of prayer has been a little off. I think it has been a lot of off, okay? Until I've come into the full awareness of God and who he is. And so the way that I would pray in the past was if God was so far off, right? As if I needed him in times, but in reality, he was already with me. And I reference to the book of Romans chapter eight, where it talks about nothing can separate us from the love of God. And so this would tell me that even when I pray that he will protect me, I'm praying to miss already because he already said in his word that I will never leave you nor forsake you. In fact, he says, daughter, I would uphold you with my righteous right hand. And so I started to ponder on how, how I just been getting this wrong. Like how I just been feeling like God was just not here, that I should just call on him, you know, and after I call on him and he helped me out of a situation that he would just leave and then I had to call back. Right. So I'm starting to ponder on how we just misuse prayer. And so I just knew that my perception was off. Other people's perception was off because how could someone pray and still be in doubt? 
Like, how could someone pray and yet live a life like God is not with us or live life like God is not already watching, right? And so I had to learn that we actually have full access to God. Just like we got access to our family, to our spouse, to our friends, to our family, right? They're just a phone call away, maybe a room away, or some of us, if they're face-to-face, a conversation away. But yet we look at God like he just someone that has to be summoned, right? And this is true. This is how some people think about God. They think that's how I thought. I thought like he was just so far off. But no, God is here in the midst with us. So I'm referencing back to the book of Isaiah, chapter chapter 59, um, verse 1. It tells us that the Lord's hand is not weak mm, or short, that it cannot save us. Neither is his ear too dull or heavy that it cannot hear. Wow. So when we engage in prayer, we should simply be giving thanks to God. God says, come to him in thanksgiving. So we already have access to him. And so this made me think about Adam and Eve, um, Abraham, Samuel, and any other person in the Bible. They didn't have to summon God. God came to them and they was able to talk with God. He was there in the midst. He was there the whole time. It was nothing that they was going through that God did not see. He was already there. And so God came to them. God heard them. He even seen their tears. But yet we pray like he's not in our midst already. (laughs) For a person who have not accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior would definitely need to pray as if he wasn't already in the midst, right? They would have to say, Father, please come to me. I need you. They would have to seek for salvation. They would need to want to be saved, right? So this would be a prayer, a need prayer only for people who don't have the spirit of the Lord already living within them. But if in fact you have been saved, we should not be praying in the way that we could potentially be praying amiss. And you all know that the Bible says that we can actually pray and be praying amiss. So when we pray to the Father and say, let your kingdom come, Father God, just let your will be done. We should not be praying for things that's just outside of the will of the Lord. And for a a good example here is you know, someone praying, oh, Father God, I just pray that I just, that you bless me with just enough money so that I can pay the bills, so that I can make ends meet, right? But what if I had, what if I told you that the will of God for your life was God was calling you to be a billionaire and you sitting up here talking about just enough money to pay the bills, What if God called you to own land? What if he called you to own multiple properties? What if he called you to be the lender and not the borrower? And for this last statement, that's indeed true for you and I. 
Because in the Bible, it says that we are a lender and not the borrower. And that was already established for each and every one of our lives. If we just tap into the perfect will that God has for our life. And so this shows where we can be praying amiss. So praying outside of his will will have us wondering why things just did not go right. It'll have us wondering, did God really hear me? You know, it'll have us like, okay, I don't think my prayer is working. Because can I tell you, sis, that if you're praying for something that God did not ordain for your life, it will not happen. You will always be clashing against what God is trying to do in your life. Right. And so this is where we indeed need to surrender. We need to surrender from what we wanted to do and pick up on what God wants us to do. I remember speaking with one of my clients today when not because I do hair also. And so when I was doing hair today, um, I was telling him, I said, you know, he, he said, I said, what do you want to be when you get older? He said, I want to, I want to play basketball. That's what I'm doing now. I said, okay, well, you're in middle school now. You might can hold on to that basketball, but be prepared to be used by God. Okay. Because I wanted to be a Navy and an army brat, right? That was my plans for my life. But God said, no, I got something different for you. And so this is where we need to surrender. Okay. And so you have to start praying like he's already beside you, even right now where you are. The book of Romans chapter 10 verse 17 tells us that faith comes by hearing the word of God. And if you don't have faith that he's already with you, how can you please him? How can we please him? He already know what we need before we even ask him. But how can we please him if we don't have faith? In the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says, It is impossible to please God without faith. And so we have to believe that he exists. And we have to believe that he is working on our behalf. Can I tell you, kingdom woman on God? That even when we cannot see God, he is working. Even when we cannot feel God, he is working. We should be seeking out his desires concerning our life. And so, so many people think, oh, I've sinned. God has left me. But can I tell you that he did not leave you? Um, I'm a reference again in Romans chapter five, verse 20. It says where sin increased, where sin began to pick up. It says where, where sin began to take a, a takeoff, right? Grace abounded all the more. Now, a great example with this scripture here, what comes in mind is with Cain and Abel in the book, in the Bible, right? With Cain and Abel, Cain Cain despised his brother Abel. Cain did not like him because um, Abel um, offered a burnt sacrifice to God. And God accepted it from Abel, but he did not accept the one from Cain. And so Cain actually killed his brother. Now, I'm not telling y'all to go kill nobody, but I'm telling y'all that even when Cain committed murder, God was still with Cain. 
So this is this is like an extra push for those of you who think, oh, I'm drinking, I'm smoking, I'm partying. Oh, God don't want nothing to do with me. No, he draw closer to you. Amen. He's drawing closer to you in these moments. It's more that he's trying to pull from you. He's trying to tell you, I'm not going to leave you because you're do- because you're doing these things that you're still in the world. I'm not going to leave you, but I have I have a future for you. I have hope in you. I have a perfect will for your life. And so God says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. That is so wonderful. What what? What of a wonderful father in heaven that we have, y'all. I just get so excited from the goodness of God. And so, so when there's a greater level of awareness and consistency with God, we begin to grow in him. And so you begin to find out that prayer isn't just when you pray. But in fact, is when you come out of prayer, it's the way your heart posture is towards people. It's the way you talk to people. It's the way you treat people. Hmm. Here's another one, y'all. Even what you do in secret when you think no one is watching you. Hallelujah. And so I've learned this because in the Bible, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16, it says, rejoice always. And it says, pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God. And so we can't be too literal, literal, literal (laughs) when reading the Bible. The Bible is a spiritual book. And so if we try to understand it with a normal understanding, can I tell you that we will miss it every time? Right. The Bible says pray without season. But tell me, how could someone pray at all times? That means when you're working and you're not able to pray, you're not able to do your job. But the Bible says pray 24 seven without season. You're constantly in prayer. But that's not what it means. See, you have to think more spiritual. Right. Because our life should be sacrificed as our very own prayer unto the Lord. Someone just called that in a revelation. I know you did. (laughs) And so we have to start looking at prayer as a gift. Getting out of the mentality of, oh, I have to pray now, but just saying, hallelujah, I have the opportunity. I get to pray. I get to live my life in such a way that God is pleased. Some of you need to just take what I just said and put it towards your job, maybe your business, your kids, your spouse, or whatever you may have taken for granted lately here, right? Some of you say, oh, I got to go to work, but no, rephrase the way you think is no, I get to go to work because how many... Can I tell many of you that there's other people that's praying, praying for exactly what you have they're praying for it and they're praying for it they're praying for it but on the other hand some people are taking these things for granted right and so 
Whatever God gives you, be thankful that you have it. Be thankful that you're doing it. Be thankful that it is yours. And so in closing, as we begin to talk with God more, you know, besides feeling like we have to just, we have to pray. And, but to commune with him and to begin to just be thankful in him. And God is just telling you, praise me, daughter. Worship me, daughter. Seek me, daughter. There is levels in me, daughter, that you have yet to tap into. There, there is realms in me, daughter, that you have yet to even touch. I am with you. I see you, daughter. I will value what you put inside of me. I am inside of you. I will value what you allow to come out of me. What you allow to come out of your mouth. He says, I love you, daughter, and I am calling you out. I am calling you into deeper praise and worship in Jesus name.